0: Hi, this is Coach Joe Lucas and welcome to the Magellan Network Show. My goal inside of this communication, this show, is to share with you my nearly 30 years of coaching some of the most successful financial advisors in North America. We're going to be talking about strategies, syntaxes, we're going to bring guests on from time to time, and I'm going to share with you what's working now. So think of this show as sort of like a little one-on-one kind of mini coaching cast if you like, where we're gonna be going in depth from time to time on strategies to help you grow your business, get more effective, become more efficient, find balance in your time management, grow your business, and quite frankly, whatever else is going on in the world today. So before we get to today's episode, I'd love for you to do a couple things for me. Number one, make sure that if you're watching this on YouTube, that you subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you're doing the audio, make sure that you give us a review on whether Spotify or Apple, you know, we'd really appreciate that. And quite frankly, that does help. It does matter when you rate things and like things and subscribe to things. It helps us get the word out to more of the industry. And lastly, I have a very special gift for you go to MagellanNetwork.net, so one word, MagellanNetwork.net, and I have for you a complimentary membership, 100% gratis, where you can tap into about between 50 and 75 hours of masterclasses, forms, tools, templates, and strategies. So please go ahead and uh, make sure you go get that claim. Smash the like button and subscribe. And uh, please go ahead and leave us a review on whatever podcasting platform you're on. And now, let's get to this week's episode. Hi, it's your coach, Joe Lucas, and welcome to this episode of the Magellan Network Show. I'm traveling this week. I'm actually in uh, Hoboken, New Jersey, some of my old stop and grounds from the late 80s, early 90s. I'm here uh, hosting a couple of uh, private little strategic coaching days for uh, clients and for members of my uh, Magellan Network. So what I want to guys talk to you about today is something I've never really spoken about. Yes, I know it's hard to believe after 29 years, there's actually something that Joe has not really brought to bear here. And there is. And what I want to talk to you guys about is why I left Tony Robbins, which I've never really spoken about before. And I think there's a lot of lessons here. So I've been really, for the last several weeks, I'm kind of putting in my brain, do I really want to put this thing out there and stuff like that. And what I realize is that there's always stories, there's always distinctions there's always something to learn from somebody else's story. So to kind of set the stage for the story, I need to take you back to the early 1990s, and back then I was working as a for-hired, basically business development person. I would go into companies, and I would—I uh, got this all from uh, one of my mentors back then, and uh, I would not take a salary. I would get a expense budget. And I would say, give me a percentage of the action I bring you. And I used to grow companies that way. I used to go and, and you know, and I'd get, you know, 10, 20% of top line growth. And I did very well with that and not knowing really what I was doing. So it's pretty cool, right? But along, along the way back in, I think it was like 91 or 92, a uh, guy came into one of the offices. At the time, I was working for an appraisal company. I was growing their game, dealing with mortgage brokers and bankers, and really took this company from like $500,000 of revenue up to $3 million of revenue, and I was getting like, a good chunk of that. I was, I was getting paid more than the owners, which I knew that my contract was never going to get renewed once it came, because uh, why would that? So this this guy came in, and and this was when Tony was doing stuff at the, uh, if you guys are in New York City or New Jersey, you know the Jacob Javits Convention Center. And he was doing something called Business Breakthroughs, a one-day program. And so I didn't know this at the time, but the owners of the company signed everybody up for it. I wasn't even the meeting because I was out on the road. So we go to this thing. And it's a really cool day, and I enjoyed it. I'm, big, you know, back then I was a really, really big Tony fan. And so, like a week later, the guy comes back in, and we start doing some one on ones and what he was trying to sell with some advanced training. There was no, so we on the same page here. This is like 1992. There's no coaching. Like that stuff, that stuff does not exist. Okay, it does not exist. So he wanders into my office and he sits down and he's going to do his kind of, you know, pitch and stuff like that. And I'm like, stop. I said, how do I do what you do? And I said, my look, my contract's coming up in about 90 days. They're not going to renew it. I can go do this. So what do I got to do? And so I'll make a long story short because I don't want to make this multiple episodes here. Lo and behold, I get, I get hired. I'm like, and I'm so excited. man! I get hired. I didn't even ask how much money I have. I didn't ask about the comp plan. I didn't care. I just want to go do this. Today. I want to go work for Tony, right? And so, you know, after you get all kind of, if they get you in state and they get you all excited and congruent and, you know, you're really, really ready to go, then they say to you, oh, here's the comp plan. And basically the comp plan was whatever you sold, you got 20% of. And that was it. Didn't cover expenses. It was a 1099 gig. Like that was it, man. You had to go do your thing. And we primarily, and I worked for one of his sub companies. It was called Anthony Robbins and Associates. Which at the time was like, there were, several, I think it was like 10 or 12 master fran It was a franchise, master franchise. And I worked for one of the franchise got through there. And so uh, we were located in New Jersey. And uh, so we thought it was a good idea. Hey, stockbrokers. That's what you all were called back then, stockbrokers. Stockbrokers are great. So I said, yeah, I'll do it. So I literally would haul my ass on the uh, train from Somerville, New Jersey into newark new jersey and then there i would transfer to the path train and i would go to the bottom of the world trade center that was my route and i did that several times a week and this is before 9 11 so there was not a lot of security so you could literally cold walk any brokerage you wanted to no security and that's what we did and what happened was that, you know, we, and I'm looking into what the pitch was and the framing and stuff like that, but let's just say we had a very good process to get meetings with sales managers and branch managers. And at the time, what I sold primarily was a program called, and some of you may even remember this program, it was called Power to Influence, or PTI, not the ESPN show, but Power to Influence. And the way it worked, was that I would pitch it and get guys signed up, branch managers, would sign up people, and I'll, and I'll give you my training. Right, so Monday through Friday, I was doing my branch visits, branch visits in Lower Manhattan. Friday at five o'clock. Friday at five. Mark closes at four. Five o'clock. We are now going to do a three-day training. And back then, the way the training was done was we had these videotapes of tone, like like VCR tapes. Like here, put them in the machine, right? We had VCR tapes of Tony teaching the program, and we would have a lead facilitator, and I would be the co- or junior facilitator, okay? So I want you to get the picture here. Monday through Friday, and think about this, I'm doing all my work prior to the market and after the market. So like during the day, man, I've got a calling card. Think about this. I got a calling card, a beeper. I'm on my calling card at payphone's cold calling people for appointments in Lower Manhattan. what want you to think about that. This is when cell phones were like $10,000 and they weighed 10 pounds. And it was like $5 a minute, right? So we weren't doing that. But I would do this, and then Friday 5 o'clock, we'd have maybe anywhere from 12 to 20 guys. First session, Friday 5 p.m., it ended 2 a.m., Saturday morning. Next day, we started at 7.30. We went to 8 p.m. Sunday, we started at 8 a.m., we, ended, we were giving them a break. We got done at 5 because they had to go back in and, you know, do their thing on Monday morning, right? They were exhausted but excited at the same time. So I'd get home, and we, were, and we would do these either in uh Jersey City or in Manhattan. We tend to do them in Jersey City. It was cheaper. So we had guys come out for the weekend. On Monday morning, I'd get back on the train to do my follow-ups. That's what I would do. And I did that for nearly two years, 20% commission. Oh, yeah, I didn't get paid to staff the thing, by the way. Here's some of you asking, well, Joe, what'd you get for still pay? Hi, Coach Joe Lucas here, and I'm just breaking here for a moment just to do a couple quick reminders. Number one, uh, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel or our podcast. In addition, please leave a, a comment or a review. Those things really, really matter. And uh, share this episode with three of your colleagues inside the financial services space. And lastly, make sure that you go ahead and claim your free membership inside of Magellan Network. Now, back to this week's episode. That was part of my 20%. Now, I'd gotten married. Marissa, my wife, some of you know her. We were pregnant with our first son, Joseph. And after I sold you, like, what I could sell you. So, after I sold you PTI, which is our training and sales training program, and we had another personal development program, then we get into, like, you know, personal power. And I make 20%, so personal power, right, right? I want to make 30 bucks on that. 20 bucks. Like, that wasn't covering the path train sometimes. And then guys used to come and talk to me, and they used to say, hey, can I go over my goal? Or I want to practice my matching and mirroring with you. Right? They would want to work with me. The problem with... And I would give them my time. The problem with that was, my wife, my pregnant wife, did not eat. If I had nothing else to sell them. So basically guys would want to like pay me hey i'll pay you just sit you know work with me and i like i can't do that right so i had this i was so excited this is a true story i was so excited i had this epiphany moment on the train one day going into manhattan remember there was no coaching back then i said could we get into the consulting business can we consult wouldn't that be cool and i got so excited like i couldn't wait to go to uh the franchisee owner and like I had this whole like I like not a business plan, but I had this whole concept triggered out. You know, of course I was going. I had a different economic model. I say, hey, we'll split it fifty-fifty, right? Like a hundred dollars an hour, right? That was a lot of money back then. Hundred dollars an hour, I get fifty, house gets fifty. Let's see how many we can sell, right? Literally, within three minutes of my pitch, I was told absolutely not. That's not what we do here. Not interested. So within three minutes. They dashed and shattered my dream. This was on, like, I think a Tuesday. And I was devastated. Absolutely devastated. I went home, sat down with Marissa, said, they're not going to let me do it. And then she goes, well, what are you going to do? Now, remember, prior to this, I was a four hired consultant. I kind of did my own jam. I've never in my entire adult life ever had a W-2, except for now the companies that I own that W-2 me. And I was like, okay. I said, I got to resign and we got to start our own thing. That's what we have to do. And remember she was like eight months pregnant. Like she was big and the hormones were rolling. And uh, she came to me and said, I'll give you one month to make, I think it was like 2,500 bucks or something like that. And you know, if you do that, you could stay, you could do your thing. I said, okay. Now this is Thursday. So Friday morning, I get up, and I resign. I just tell the guy, I just, you know, I, I go to the franchisee owner. I remember I called a meeting, went down to the office. The office, I think, was East Brunswick, New Jersey, right on Route 18. And I just remember going to the office like I was shaking, so nervous. And I told him, I said, hey, man, here's my resignation. I'm not gonna, I'm going to give you my two weeks, right? whatever you need, and he said, well, what are you going to do? And that's where I told him. I said, well, remember the idea that I had the other day? Well, I'm going to go pursue that. And he looked at me, and, and I can remember this. I can literally remember this like it was yesterday. He looked me in the eye, and he says, good luck with that. Who is Joe Lucas, and who's going to hire Joe Lucas? I never forgot that. That became like my war cry. So Friday afternoon, I lived in a uh, Bridgewater Somerville area, New Jersey. For those who know the area, I uh, went to a uh, Minuteman Press in downtown Somerville, and I said, "I need business cards." Now, back then, you had to, like they had to order them specials, all big thing. I said, I need, "I need business cards like like today, tomorrow, like I need them now." And the only thing they can do is do like white shitty cardstock with black ink. And so that's what I got. They're worse than any, any attorney's card you'd ever see. But I was so happy I got them. And I remember what they said. I said, Joe Lucas, peak performance consultant. Remember, there's no coaching. Consultant. And I had a pager number. Because that's how we rolled back then. Pagers and calling cards. I don't sleep all weekend. Monday morning, I get back on the train. I get on the same train, New Jersey Transit, from Somerville, New Jersey, uh, into Newark, New Jersey, get on the path. I end up at the World Trade Center, and I start like I would start. So, Monday, I'd go see, I'd go to my, remember, everybody knew me. There's no security. All the receptionists knew me. All the branch managers knew me. All the sales managers knew me. So, I was like a wholesaler. I could just walk into any branch and talk to anybody I want to talk to. And I remember, I sat down with the first guy. I said, I got good news. And I got some good news. I said, here's the good news. I left Tony Robbins' organization. And he looked at me like, like what? Because he was man, you were all in on that. So what's going on? I said, "I said, well, you said you wanted more help. They wouldn't let me help you. They just wouldn't let me do it. So I'm here to help you now. You can hire me as your own personal peak performance consultant. Now I going to back up for a second. Over the weekend, I said, "Well, what am I? You know, what's the offer? Right? What do you do? Like, what's the what? You know, what's no, no, There's there's no coaching. There's no like business model for this. There's no like sign up for this course and learn how to be a coach. It, none of that existed back then. Like, there is no blueprint. Z-E-R-O. So I decided to. I said a choice to make. I could try to sell, or I can go work. And I decided I want to get really good at this consulting thing. So I decided I would rather work than sell. Now, what does that mean? For probably the first six months, maybe nine months, I'll give you my offer right now because I know it like hard. Hey, give me an hour of your time. Give me your three biggest challenges What's holding your success back. You and I will spend an hour together strategizing on those three things. And at the end of that hour, I'm going to hand you a blank invoice. It's going got nothing in it. You're going to put the number that you think this hour is worth to you. Cash or check, no credit cards back then. And that's literally how I started my business. 1993, 1993, 1994. That's how I started my business. I needed to work. I needed to do the work. I needed to master the craft. And I didn't want to spend all day trying to sell and pitch. I wanted to work, I wanted to add value. And that's how I started my business. I look back at that moment, literally almost 30 years now, almost 30 years later, and I still think to myself, go, oh, I was pretty crazy. Like, who does that? The reason why I'm telling you the story, first of all, like, there's so many things I just remember, like the Somerville station and everything like that, is you have to, in this game, you've got to be willing to bet on yourself. You have to be willing to bet on yourself. And there will be a lot of challenges, a lot of setbacks. You'll question yourself. Trust me. Probably the first three or four years of my game, being a coach, I probably quit, I quite in my mind, I quit a dozen times. Like, there's got to be a better way. I mean, could I have made more money back then? Look, I think half the guys, truth be told, I think half the guys hired me because they wanted to recruit me for their businesses. That's what I really think. They wanted to make me a stockbroker. And I would have been a really good one. I just would have been. But it was never my, it wasn't my calling. It wasn't my calling. I would have made a lot of money. I would have been miserable. Not my jam. Right? I'm just saying this to everybody today. Bet on yourself. Stay committed. Do everything you got to do. So a little, little epitaph here real quick. And we'll get you guys out of here. So, you know, decades go on. And uh, the guy who owned the franchise reached out to me on LinkedIn probably maybe five years ago. Uh, he was traveling to Florida and he wanted to uh, visit. And I was, gonna, I was gonna meet with him. But then I said, why am I gonna meet with him? I said, because I want to gloat. I wanted to prove to him. I wanted to show him what I had achieved. That's being a person for the wrong reasons. So I decided not to meet with him. But you think about it, if it wasn't for that moment, you know, in retrospect, today I would meet with him. And I would thank him. Because if he didn't tell me no, where we have been? Where would I have been? So, isn't it funny? So, I start coaching. What happens a couple years later? Tony Robbins starts. Oh, now you know. Hey, we're going to coach, right? Shocking. I moved to Florida. Where's Tony today? Florida. I'd say that kind of tongue in cheek, obviously. I'm not saying he's talking to me. It's kind of weird. But you know, I'm in Hoboken, like Hoboken, Jersey City. There's the, men the at Lower Manhattan, right, or at Midtown, right behind me. And it just like brought back this flood of memories. Like, man, look where I've come. 29 and a half years I want you to have that same feeling overcoming odds building your game and by the way you know this is not a story of overnight success that's gonna be for next week so next week's episode I'm gonna give you a little preview right now I'm gonna share with you why after 25 years I decided to totally reinvent myself we'll talk about that next week so for some of you guys and gals have been in the game for a while and you're kind of trudging along, and like, well, is this all there's going to be after 10, 15, 20 years in the game? I'm going to share with you my story of why I woke up one day and I blew it all up. Start again, okay? So again, thank you for listening watching this episode of the Magellan Network Show. I really appreciate it. Share this with your friends, your colleagues, the men and women in the game, advisor land. And I'll see you all again next week. Thank you for watching or listening to this episode of the Magellan Network Show. Hey, if any of this resonated with you, I invite you to come to MagellanNetwork.net, and we have a powerful group coaching community of like-minded advisors. Come in for a trial. You and I will have a one-on-one conversation. Let's see if I can help elevate your game both personally and professionally.